this week on the Bamcast. Oh, well, I didn't expect that to happen, baby son. What star? We're in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Bamcast. All right. Episode 362. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go ahead and watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They go one to five jocks and robot jocks. Great robot jocks. Keep being great. However, there are bad bad movies. This is stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags as in douchebags after Twilight. Boo. Boo. You remain bad, Twilight. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, week two of Black Exploitation History Month. Hooray! Yes! 2017. Woo! It's the yes. most wonderful time. Uh, brings us, uh, 1973's That Man Bolt. That Man Bolt. Starring, uh, Fred Williamson and, uh, some people. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And other human beings. Other yes. humans. Actors. Uh, so let's get a plot summary for it out of the way, as we are wont to do at the beginning. Martial arts expert Jefferson Bolt is on a job to transport a cool million in cash from Hong Kong to Mexico City, only to discover that the money is dirty. <laughs> All right. There's more, but we'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah. It's a little convoluted to explain. Kind of is. Yeah. It really kind of is. It's so is. convoluted, I just lost the thread of it completely by the yeah. end of the movie. Uh, okay. I was like, hey, Fred Williamson's cool, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in essence, like, okay, so we thought... I mean, well, and all the posters would imply that he's a full-on spy. Yes. He's not. He not. No. He's just a courier. Yes. He's like a very highly skilled super courier, uh, the kind he's of guy a- that you give extremely important papers, money, whatever, that mm-hmm. you've got to get someplace and make sure it gets there. Mm-hmm. He also has made a considerable amount of money off of it, apparently. Yes. Because he owns multiple buildings. This has parallels with... Um, Johnny and Mnemonic. Mnemonic. Kind of does. Yeah, yeah, I guess it does. This is a. Johnny Mnemonic is a modern retelling of Jefferson Bolt right. and the Cool Million. Except that Jefferson Which Bolt would be has really made good. no sacrifices whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no dolphin? There is no dolphin. Or Dolph. Man. Yeah. But, uh, okay. Okay. yeah, yes. so, I mean, the movie opens and uh, he's kind of just chilling in uh, Macau, I believe. Or yes. I, I'm sorry, the movie actually opens, opens on a, they're dragging a body out of the harbor in Macau mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, with a, a chained up briefcase to them that they open up and there's nothing in there. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of like, all right, well, that was a thing. Let's get on with the rest of the movie. Yep. That yep. we really only like way, way later in the movie kind of find out what that cold open thing was even about. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, Jefferson Bolt is currently in jail in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And practicing uh, his karate. Yeah. And um, some people approach and he's like, you're a, you know, you're a, you're a do boy. You know, you don't mean anything. Uh, take me to the guy who actually makes decisions, which he does. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I guess it is bowler guy. I, I was trying to think like who actually like put this in motion. Bowler guy. Yeah. But the, bowler uh, guy. I don't think he actually has a name throughout the movie. I think he's just like referred to as the guy in the bowler. Maybe he has a name in the, 
credits, but he like he introduces himself at one point, but Bolt never gives a fuck. So okay, is that is what it, it is? Griffiths. Okay. Griffiths. Maybe, I think. Yeah, he must be Griffiths. played by yeah. Byron Webster. Okay, who but, sounds like a British name? Mm-hmm. Look, he's Lord Byron Webster. <laughs> yeah, he's overweight, snooty British guy in a in a bowler hat. Yeah, with, walking with an umbrella like John Seed style, but you know, and uh, John Seed, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so he's just kind of like, yeah, we have a thing. Um, you you know, you do what you do, and and we'll get you out of the out of the prison because we kind of put you here. Yeah, and we can drop the charges just as easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, well, you know, I don't have a lot of choice here, so I guess sure, I'll go talk to somebody. Um, which involves him going to a bank, uh, with uh, a, a person from the consulate, and mm-hmm. and the guy at the bank is real nervous about this guy being here. He's like, oh, I thought you were coming alone, and shady, shady. I'm looking around, and and the uh, the guy from the consulate is just like, look, I'm turning your briefcase into a diplomatic pouch. I'm sealing it up, and you can go right through customs. <laughs> yeah, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, yep. Verify the amount that right. was a million dollars. And and meanwhile, the guy in the, at the bank is just like sweating and like looking around. Like, well, oh. he literally makes the call to whichever the, the mob boss guy kind of as they're in the room, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh. They, there's a guy here who's not supposed to be here and you know but I mean like you make that call right after yeah you don't make it in the same room no <laughs> especially when Fred Williamson's looking around being like yeah I'm Fred Williamson mm-hmm. deal with that <laughs> you know but, but yeah he's he's but, told that his his uh trip is is like I said in the, in the thing he's taking the money to Mexico via Los via, Angeles yeah going passing through Los mm-hmm. Angeles right um but he, he lands, you know, I mean, it's pretty much like, all right, he's on the plane. No problems there. He's on a plane and he's landing in Los Angeles. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. handcuffed to the briefcase and yeah. sent on his way. Um, and very quickly, does he get accosted first and then go look for the guy or does he look for the guy first? He, he goes to make a phone call and mm-hmm. there's a fat guy who kind of keeps bothering him, but doesn't really mm-hmm. have anything to do with anything. Right. He's just mm-hmm. hanging out near Fred Williamson and irritating him. It gives Fred Williamson a, a moment to... To be, to be go- Fred Williamson. Well, first to be goofy black guy when yeah. he's trying to mess with the dude. Right. And then to be like, Fred Williamson, I will beat the living fuck out of you mm-hmm. to this fat white guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Like, I think that scene exists solely for Fred Williamson to just be like, listen. And the audience goes, yes, <laughs> that's the guy we love. Yeah. Because he gets Paige to go to the the desk. And so he wants to see who it was at the desk who paged him. So he enables his weird blue blocker sunglasses. Oh, man, they're awesome. They're Elvis glasses. Yeah, but they like have binocular powers inside True. of them. Uh, so he zooms in on this guy and he's like, OK, that guy. He has he has pictures of dudes in his cigar case of who he's supposed to meet. And so the guy who paged him is the guy on the photo. And he's like, all right. So after menacing the fat guy and then the fat guy tries to get into a phone booth and can't. Mm-hmm. It's like. What is ha- why is the, this weird bit keeps happening with this guy? What's the deal? Um, he goes over to meet that guy and he's like, oh, we, you know, we got your luggage out here. And yeah, we got it in the car ready to go. And he's, yeah, like, he's like, change the plans. Yeah. He's like, really? Huh? And then just is kind of instantly accosted. Yeah. He just well, grabs well, he, the dude and drags him to the bathroom. Yeah. And then the other and he's like, there's something going on here. You better explain what it is. And the other guy's like, it's a. <laughs> It's a stick up. Yeah. <laughs> Not well, really, but. Well, like two other guys come in behind him with yeah, the gun ba- pole. Yeah, they're basically like, you can just make the drop here. And he's yeah. like, no, I don't I don't yeah, think so. I don't think so. And they pull out a gun. He's like, yeah, you can. So he, he's all right, fine. He holds out the briefcase, lets the guy start uncuffing it from him. And then he just rears back and smacks the guy in the nuts who's behind him with the briefcase. 
Um, so that guy drops the gun. Mm-hmm. Throws the guy in front of him into a mirror. Smashes the fuck Man. out of that mirror. Um, that mirror was not expecting that. No. Because that mirror goes down bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like, there's a point where the guy stumbles away from it, and the top part almost falls on him. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they were like, oh, shit. Yep. Um, starts fighting with this other guy and just rams his face into every closed stall in oh, the bathroom until mm-hmm. finally one of the doors opens and throws that guy into there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one other guy's coming at him, and he kicks that guy into a sink, which breaks the sink, and mm-hmm. water goes everywhere. Yeah. Um, and this. This it's at this time like another citizen walks in mm-hmm. to to use the restroom and is just like looking at the carnage that's happening here and is not quite sure what to make of it because mm-hmm. you know Fred Williamson seems like he's got this um, until Fred Williamson goes over and picks up one of the guy's guns and then the guy's just like peace out mm-hmm. <laughs> he just literally throws the peace sign up and walks yeah. right the fuck out. Um, Fred- I will say this for that scene yeah like him smashing the dude in the doors is great mm-hmm. everything else not so much. Fred I don't know, Williamson. I don't know. That dude getting uh, thrown into the sink was pretty good too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice. But but like for the most part, they're working around how stiff Fred Williamson is. Fred Williamson has form, like he knows the moves, but they don't convert to real life fighting very yeah. well. It's a lot of someone has to wait for Fred Williamson to do a thing. It's mm-hmm. kind of like he's made out of like these. Uh, these microphone mounts that we use in the studio, the little two arm with the springs. Oh, so you got to manipulate so, the joints. Yeah, to get they're just <laughs> real stiff and kind of hard to move and yeah. doesn't don't move like a person. Yeah, yeah. So the fight scenes are stiff. I mean, yeah, and the, he, uh, these he's other, other he's fighters, Jim Kelly, that's for sure. Yeah, and the other fighters have to slow down to interact with him in a way that makes some semblance mm-hmm. of sense. But that's that's just Fred Williams. That's yeah. True. Man, so many movies have this facet of Fred Williamson in them. So I know, um, but I mean, I, you just you think about um, Bucktown and the fight at the end, mm-hmm. and that fight's fantastic. Well, it's just a fight. Though. I know that's why. Yeah, it, well, there's and this no is form more, to it's it. Like, try to do some kung fu. Yeah, it's like you know, mm. and, uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So he's you know he yeah he flushes he, that one dude's head in the toilet and he's mm-hmm. just he's he, he tells him to wash his hands yeah and then before he, leave, before he leaves takes off and then this is the first time he what's his little catchphrase whenever like shit goes down oh when his he always looks over and his jacket is kind of fucked and he says charming, charming. Oh, yeah, that's what it is charming yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it keeps happening like he gets in a fight and his jacket gets fucked up and he's like charming um but yeah so he goes out and just basically you know gets in the car that was waiting for him um and you know drives it off somewhere uh pulls over gets out a pair of pliers out of the the trunk and snaps Mm -hmm. off the diplomatic pouch things Mm -hmm. on the briefcase opens it up just looking at the money uh isn't that after that's the first place he goes yeah yeah yeah, he he gets on the side side of the road yeah but he inspects the bill really i thought he immediately got chased no he he stopped first pulled a couple bills out put them in his pocket then drove to the parking garage yeah because he oh, gets that's home. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's just home. he's okay. just going home. <laughs> this movie is kind of hard to follow, in case you hadn't noticed. Yeah, but he he goes into this parking garage, and the attendant's like, "Hey, Bolt, I haven't like, seen you a couple months." And he's like, "Yeah, go get my car." And he's like, "Your car's already down here. Your friends are here." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> and just yeah. immediately, bang! <laughs> so he's like, "Get down, guy!" Um, and then car chase occurs. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's an pretty right good. Car chase. Yeah, they they, they kind of do. I mean, it's the, better than Bullet. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no. I, no. 
I'll, I'll say this. I mean, like the thing about car chases of this era is it's impressive because you know they they didn't really have the the concept of stunt cars. Like let's lessen the weight on these things. Mm-hmm. So they're throwing these. Six thousand yeah, pound, yeah. You know, all metal cars around yeah. the road. Well, it was a couple sports cars. This is a giant fucking lead sled of a car yeah. mm-hmm. and a Mercury Cougar. I think. <laughs> yeah. maybe? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but they they do some pretty good stunts, and and there's some people kind of menaced by it. Um, like they they do this routine where there's two guys very insistent about getting a ladder across the street, <laughs> yes. despite almost being run over by Fred Williamson. They're like, well, this is fine, and, and continue to try to. <laughs> carry the ladder across the street to which the other car comes around and they do the like ladder over the top and you know it goes between the two of them that's admittedly kind of a terrifying stunt yeah that car is super close to the two of those dudes it Mm -hmm. is yeah they lift that ladder real high though to make sure they get clearance yeah but the ladder is terrified long enough for these two dudes to have sufficient space on either side ladder in the car is eight foot (laughs) one inch wide (laughs) you expect that giant metal mirror to just like Crack yeah. a hip <laughs> as a guy in the nuts. Yeah. yeah, but they end up uh, in the L.A. River. Yes, they do. Um, because the best place in the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to have a car chase in L.A., you damn well better at, end up in the L.A. River. Uh huh. And <laughs> at this point in time, the L.A. River is filled with some sort of green sludge. Yeah, <laughs> I think PJ was fairly astute in saying they they dumped some antifreeze. <laughs> I'm sure it was yeah. like. 300 gallons of antifreeze dumped in the fucking L.A. River because nobody gave a shit in the yeah. 70s. But as per usual, like you dip down into the L.A. River and it really accomplishes nothing because mm-hmm. there's nowhere for you to go. Yeah. And they just they leave. <laughs> they pull out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point he kind of loses them. And it's just like, cool, sweet. And just kind of starts going about his business until they pull out in front of him. And he's like, ah, oh, hell. <laughs> yeah. It's like as soon as he turns out onto the street. Yeah. They turn out on the street. Yeah. They whip around and. Yeah. The chase is on again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they go through, man, they, they, they go through fields. They go through cutting across intersections, just all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And they just get into like loading docks mm-hmm. and they do the bit where Fred Williams, the uh, truck pulls out yep. and Fred Williamson drives under it, but it just shears off the top yeah. of the car. The instant convertible. Move. Yeah. The car chasing him has gone up on the upper platform and kind of falls down and hits some lettuce, and that's the end of yeah, that car. Yeah, the, the fruit, the fruit and veggies seem to ruin the car. Somehow. Yeah, they got the engine blocked. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing also kind of landed sort of like at a forty-five degree angle. Yes, um, it off. didn't land well. No. no, but yeah. So they, but they're acting like if we just pop the hood and get this lettuce out of here, we'll be fine. But they never get that done. Um, so he just he drives to a used car lot with this. The shell of a car, <laughs> garbage state, mm-hmm. and you know there's just an attendant there, and he's like, "I want to rent a car for a week. I'll bring it back when I'm done." And the guy just looks at the car and looks at him, and he and pulls out. Yeah, he's holding hundred dollars, yeah. at least a hundred dollar. He pulls out at least one of the bills that he had pulled out of the briefcase, like ah. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> which I mean, the sign said five dollar a day rental. Which, yeah. yeah. So the guy was like, hundred bucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and beat the hell out of this car, man. I don't None care. of these cars is worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> Take any of them. Yeah. Yeah. One thing he did do when he stopped the car is he looked at the visor and it said uh, Casino something Enterprises. Yeah. Casino Enterprises. Las so he Vegas, goes, Nevada. Let's go to Vegas. Yep. And then just bam, <laughs> he's yeah. driving through Vegas. And we get shitty Vegas montage. Yeah. Every casino that no longer exists yeah. except for Circus Circus. Flamingo, mm-hmm. Stardust, yep, Gold Dust, <laughs> yep. All those old ones they dynamited a few years back. Yep. And then it's never clear like what casino he actually goes to, mm-hmm. but just he's in a casino and he knows like the owner. Yeah, yeah surely or uh, yeah. the dude yeah, has a lady's Connie, name, Connie. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Connie. Yeah, and he he goes up to I guess he's the head of this casino, and there's a the guard at the door. 
who's like, you know, hey, black man, you're not getting mm-hmm. in here. And Bolt's like, okay, well, I'm going to just do my, I'm going to break your thumb. Well, yeah, well, well, the guy's like, he's like, listen, you don't know, you must be new here because yeah. I'm fucking Bolt mm-hmm. and you're going to let me in. Guy's and like, then, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, you know, and he, he tries to put hands on Bolt and Bolt takes that hand and makes the guy cry like a little girl. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and makes him push the button to go into the room. <laughs> yep. And just throws him in. And everyone in the room's like, Bolt, hey! <laughs> and the bodyguard's like, I'm gonna fucking kill him. And Shirley or whatever, Connie. Yeah. He's just like, chill out, man. This is Bolt. Yeah. Idiot. Like, <laughs> you didn't know? And then that guy just fucks off. We never mm-hmm. see him again. So, no. um, but- yeah. He he just talks to his friend and he's like, you know, I got all this money mm-hmm. for this corporation. And he's like, well, they own 40% of this casino, but they don't own me. I don't know what you're thinking. He's yeah, like, I'm not accusing you of anything. He's like, how about you just bring your money expert up here and, yeah. and have him look at this? Let's see what mm-hmm. the deal is with his money. And yeah. the guy comes up and, you know, he's got the big like jewelers uh, yeah. thing on. And he's just, just like, that ah. shady motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's t- totally fake. Look, it's it's pr- the bills printed in one machine. The serial numbers printed with another. Yeah. He's like, totally fake. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, OK. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, that's a shame. Yeah, I guess he's never wrong. OK, bye. Yeah. It's like, listen, can I and, have a room? Like, because we'll, we'll forget it. Because like, that's the thing this movie does is it, like kind of drops a little thread and then like dangles it for like an hour and then comes back <laughs> yeah. uh, because like later he comes back and, and bolts like I knew the whole time that like that's just how they make money. Like that's yeah, uh, that's yeah. all money. Yeah. Yeah. It goes through two different machines. Um. He's like, this is real, isn't it? Yeah. And it, I honestly don't know by the end of the movie. I honestly don't know if it was real money or counterfeit. It was dirty. It was. It probably needed laundering, but I'd I still have even money. explained by the end that it was mostly laundered. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I'm guessing it was real actual money because, I mean, that would be why they were trying to throw them off and just, oh, it doesn't. it's counterfeit. So you might as well just give it to us. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's I think that's correct. Yeah. So it's yeah. probably yeah. real money. But he like he gets a room and then he looks around and is like, where am I going to hide this money? And he hides it up in the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to put it in a vent, but he just smiles and laughs like, nah, someone's <laughs> going to look in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just goes down to the casino. And that's where um, is it? Sam. Yeah. Samantha so Nightingale. His, his, yeah, his Samantha male friend Nightingale. has a lady's name. His, his lady friend has a male name. Yeah, it's yes. And she's a lounge singer. Mm-hmm. She's just saying <laughs> she's a lady. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um she is a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And yeah. she's just, you know, doing the the flirting with the bar patrons and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Bolt walks in, just smiling. And she's like, oh, <laughs> well, hello, friend. Uh, but then she launches into another number while he goes and plays craps. Mm-hmm. And he's just throwing down money oh, yeah, out of yeah, the Yeah, he grabbed a big uh, wad yeah. before he put it up in the lights. Yeah. And he gets, he he's in on one roll. And then on the next roll, they just gather up his money. And the pit boss is like, they're looking at the money like investigate it and he just walks away he's I, like well, I, will I, say, guess, I guess my role is over bolt is terrible no some lady was rolling bolt is terrible luck because oh, she yeah. rolled a 12 and then she rolled a two yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. bolt's terrible well first she was rolling a six to keep it going and yeah he walks up it's like 12 mm-hmm. craps two sorry yeah everyone um but yeah then he just he wanders over to a poker table and starts flirting with the lady who's sitting there and then finally his lounge singer friend is done comes over to where he is and she's like hey bolt and he has to stop flirting with that lady in the middle of this poker hand well blackjack yes but. oh is it black? right um Get it in the right, middle Chuck. of that baccarat hand yeah to which the dealer is just man he's d- sir yeah the dealer's <laughs> got a point are you playing or not sir 
Yeah. Well, also, Bolt's the only one at this table because the other lady was just like, oh, well, okay. Oh, you're flirting with her? Well, fine. Bolt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, he's the only one at the table. Is there's like, are you playing 19, sir? <laughs> sir, Hello, please. Sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, oh, whatever. Flips over his card. Hey, you won. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep your money. <laughs> he's yeah. like, fine. Well, no, but, he tells her to take the money. Yeah. Right. He's like, it's going to mess up my suit. Yeah. <laughs> but they chat back and forth. my suit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just, they, they chat back and forth only to establish that they've known each other for a while. And mm-hmm. then he's just like, when's your next set? And she's like, whenever I want it to be. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, all right, come on, <laughs> let's go. Um, so they go up to his room, which has been just decimated. Yeah. It, it, they, they've the room's been completely ransacked. Just like, like mattress is shredded. Yeah. Or, well, not the mattress because he uses that in a minute. But like the couch cushions. Oh, <laughs> 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 it's true. I like the foreshadowing but, there. Yeah. But yes, they have ripped to shreds everything. Like everything you but the bed. You but, couldn't put a briefcase in yeah. half of these places, but they have fucking destroyed them. My, my favorite part about this is how nonchalant she is. She they open the door. I mean, and it's just an absolutely trash room. She's like, "Well, you unpack quickly." Yeah, <laughs> and she's just wild. Like, she's just like, "I'll be in the bedroom." She's yeah. <laughs> like, "Oh, that's Bolt." Yeah, this happens all the time. <laughs> the man just goes into Hulk rage yeah. as soon as he enters a any hotel room. <laughs> hotel room is too nice. <laughs> But he calls Connie and is just like, hey, man, can you have someone guard the door? Yeah. I'm going to make sweet love to this lady. Yeah. <laughs> Connie's and like, sure, I, need I will any, send my worst dude. Yeah. I don't need to be disturbed while I'm sweet boning. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, there's a guy posted out outside. Mm-hmm. Another guy comes up and walks past the guard, and the guard's kind of like, hey. The guard doesn't even look up. Mm-hmm. The he, guard is like, does he, no, he gets him does a little he, nod? He gives him a nod. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it looked like he just was looking at whatever funny papers or yeah. whatever he was reading it's the just, entire time. It's just proof that this guy knows who the other guy is because yeah. probably worked for whatever mm-hmm. this casino enterprises is, which yeah. is the right. worst name. Yeah, it's Come on, really, I mean, like, like you want to mm-hmm. incorporate that? That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, in the seventies, I mean, they hadn't gone I through guess. all the names already. That's true. You probably get a really good web domain back then. Yes, yes, you could get. The internet.com. <laughs> no one knows what that is. DARPA.net. I will take one.com. Um, but yeah, so this guy, you know, passes the guard, goes into it like a, a storage room, puts on gloves, comes back, pulls out an ice pick, stabs a guard in the neck. Just instant kill that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, goes into the room mm-hmm. where Bolt is making sweet Bolt love to the lady. Mm-hmm. Um, He's bolting one on. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, so putting the screws to her, yeah, <laughs> just nailing her, <laughs> oh. giving her the nuts. <laughs> he's he's hammer, ing. No, he was hammer. Oh, oh, he, you're right. Yeah, oh. but yeah, he, <laughs> apparently this room, like he, in the ransacking, there's all sorts of mirrors that have been strewn about the bedroom. Or he just got the the fucking suite. He, he got the Hall of Mirrors bedroom. Yeah, the Hall of Mirrors yeah. fucking suite because the mirrors all over and. Of course, like the dude walks in the doorway with the gun out with silencer and everything and Bolt sees it. It's not clear if he sees it or just is in the middle of reacting to something, because if he sees it, he's the fucking worst, because what he does is immediately roll her over so that she takes the bullet. I think he was trying to roll them both off the bed as fast as possible. It's it's real quick, so you don't really know, but... What happens is he rolls her over and then she's immediately shot and killed. He hides and then it's just Hall of Mirrors bullshit for like 20 seconds of him popping up and, oh, it was mm-hmm. actually the mirror, which doesn't make any logistical sense the way this room is laid out. Yeah. Um, 
but eventually because he shattered one of the mirrors with with a bullet bolt just picks up a, a shard from the mirror and chucks it into the dude's chest right through his tie yeah <laughs> that, pins him yeah and that guy is just like yeah. <laughs> dead so mm-hmm. and then he's like oh my sweet lady's dead Shit. Yeah, well, he has a little moment with her and then immediately tosses the dead guy down the laundry chute. <laughs> yes, yes, he which does. Which is kind of like, all right. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you want to make a point, but there's going to be some people that have yeah. no... It's some poor person yeah. has to clean that up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really. The laundry guys didn't yeah. do anything. It's it's not an insult to the dead guy. Yeah. Maybe that's where they were laundering the money. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But... That does really. start this movie's love affair with shoots and and yeah. <laughs> various things, but that's the first instance of person down shoot. Yeah. Oh, there were shoots and ladders. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, there's the guys. Yep. I, yeah. There were shooting. There were ladders. There mm-hmm. were shoots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so he goes. He goes back to Connie, yeah. and he's like, he's got the gun now, and he's like, the fuck, Connie, what's the deal? I knew it was you, Connie. Yeah. And Connie's laying like back to the. He's playing on a couch with like back to the door. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he comes up and you know has has the gun to him and he's just like, "Damn it, man!" He's like, "I, I first off, he's just like laying the law down." He's like, "I spread that supposedly funny phony money all over the casino and not a peep all night." Yeah. And then you know you put a guard outside my door and somebody comes to try to kill me. I know it was you. Mm-hmm. And that's when Connie sits up and he's all beat up and mm-hmm. closed door in his shreds and he's like, "They came after me first. And he's like, "Oh, damn it! All right." Yeah. I'm getting out of here. And he's like, do me a favor, though. Tell him where I'm going. It's like, tell <laughs> he's like, I'm going back to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I want them to know where I am. And then pretty much. Well, yeah, no, the entire rest of the movie is in Hong Kong. Like, yeah. He goes back there and is just kind of hanging out, waiting for them to make a move on him. Well, he goes he goes back to the airport and, you know, deplanes uh, out there on the <laughs> on the runway Plane, boss. as they as they used to do. The tarmac. Um, yes. And there are clearly guys there waiting for him. And so what he does is he he sneaks off on a luggage cart that drives by, confusing everyone mm. to where they're like, "What?" <laughs> you can Dude. see his legs dangling. <laughs> Did he go back by. in it's the plane? It's like one guy would be like, "Yeah, D- what?" what? <laughs> <laughs> but so he ends up over on the conveyor belt for the luggage, which he then rides into the airport <laughs> and down the the luggage chute into the airport and just gets up and walks away. <laughs> Yeah, and there's like one, like only one guy. Yeah. Like this is the Hong Kong airport. There's like one guy who just like looks at the like. Yeah, it was like what the the what carousel the hell? And is just like wait what? Yeah, um, and at this point, like he goes through a couple of places and then he merges without the suitcase. Like he no longer has the briefcase at mm-hmm. this point. Um, yeah, he gets in a cab and like the takes off and the guys follow him. Yep, and he goes to. Where does he go yeah, first? Um, he goes somewhere where he just he gets out and walks around for a while. Yeah, he goes I'll, back to the bank. He goes back to the bank where mm-hmm. he collected the money, and the dudes in the bank are like, "Yeah, we have no record of this, but we checked with your consulate friend, and he says this happened." So, the bank has nothing to do with this. We're yeah. not involved. Well, no. Yeah, once his face was acting on his own, and all, and and yeah, and, he said the consulate had no record of it, despite yeah. the guy being there. Yeah, he's like, and, guy yeah. from the bank was acting on his own because he's like, "Oh, let me guess, his health isn't doing so well since I've been gone." He's like, "Yeah, actually, he turned up dead. They found his body on Tuesday." Yeah. And it's at some point during this, the bolt sneaks over to the window and un- unlocks it and just pulls it shut. So the window's open, but not latched. Um, and then he leaves out of there to uh, gets back in the cab. Oh, yeah. They immediately pick him up then. Like right they're, they're, yeah. they've accosted him. He, they get in with him. 
Um, and that's when they take them to the like acupuncture torture, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because they like I, I think they knock him out in some way, and he wakes up, and there's creepy doctor guy like administering acupuncture. <laughs> well, they say it's acupuncture, but like the needle is like freaking huge. It's like yeah. an ice pick. Yeah, I it's mean, ice yeah. pick acupuncture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. N- <laughs> I mean, really, what it is is it's it's a thing, so it's designed, you know, like the fake knives. It's it's retracting sure. into itself. Yes. That's why it has to be not the size of an actual acupuncture needle, needle, which is very tiny. Yeah, but they do the first one to wake him up, which seems like overkill, because he kind of wakes up like, ow, what? Why are you? Hey, and then the guy's like, oh, you've met the doctor. Did you know that acupuncture can also be used for pain? No shit, (laughs) motherfucker. And then they poke him again, and then he, and Bolt is just like, nah, and and just kicks both those guys out of the way. Yeah, he he is strapped to the table, and then his somehow feet aren't, only by his hands. <laughs> yeah, but like somehow Dumb. he headbutts the dude that's about to put the needle in, causing the needle to go in that guy's neck. Yes, like almost in the same spot that the shard of glass did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kicks the other dude across the room, like right. immediately knocking him out, and then has uh, to like he just. Hogan's bolt, yeah. out of this. Yeah. <laughs> just he actually breaks the wood on the table. Yeah, he mm-hmm. rages to out of this. Out. Yeah, um, has the briefest of fights with the one dude. This this all literally like from start of torture to uh, he's finished the the two dudes in the room is maybe two minutes. Mm-hmm. Like it's the shortest yeah. torture interrogation thing ever. Yeah, because he because he killed the one guy with the needle in the neck, but the other guy that he knocked out woke up, wakes up, mm-hmm. and tries to fight him some more, and he just grabs that guy and chucks him down the rollers. Yeah, to well, he, which he he knocks him out first, but then yeah, throws him yeah, down. Yeah, throws him down belt. the rollers, and then the guys start pounding on the door outside. To which he knocks back. Yeah. He's like, "No, thank you. <laughs> We're closed." <laughs> yeah. Situation normal, right? And then he just we're all fine here. He oh, breaks yeah. a crate, flips yeah, the side like, of like it as over they're, as they're busting through the yeah. the the, uh, the door. He gets like a little pallet. And it's just like I've made a sled. Let's yes. go down this conveyor belt. <laughs> just we. Mm-hmm. And then what's great about this is, is there's like that what, man bolts through that. Shoe. <laughs> there's this point between like this room and the room he ends up. There's like a hallway mm-hmm. with the little section of the conveyor belt, and the guy like runs back through the door, and you see Bolt like <laughs> sliding down, and the guy's like, "Oh damn it!" That's like that's one of my favorite shots of yeah. the whole movie. It's really good. <laughs> it's just this quick shot <laughs> yeah, of him yeah. just going. Pew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both both rolling down the thing ones are great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, eventually he lands in this this basement warehouse place, which is mm-hmm. filled with fireworks because mm-hmm. this is yeah. a fireworks storage facility. It's a factory. Yes. Okay. They have all the fireworks. They there. do. Um, a million guys flood in, and he slowly karate's them all. Yeah, he like takes out a few, and then they are like swinging in from this upper platform thing, yeah. and a whole big group of them comes in because like i mean it's again it's kind of an awkward fight there's mm-hmm. some interesting bits to it mm-hmm. um mostly nice mostly just room. awkward yeah but yeah. There's, it's a nice big room full of cardboard boxes that and crates can get tossed yeah. into yeah yeah it's it looks more like a box factory boxing crate yeah. factory than it is does a fireworks factory but and the guys in the scene are taking some some falls pre- some pretty violent mm-hmm. falls like this isn't it doesn't look like they're hitting padding i mean this is one of the more violent fight scenes in the movie it's still yeah. not great but there's there's one dude that he hits particularly or looks like he hits particularly well that he then like hoists upon a uh, forklift oh yeah and just raises it to max height <laughs> yeah and leaves him there yeah but that dude like <clears throat> the hit that he takes before the forklift looks like it hurts a lot whether mm-hmm. it did or not yeah. you know i don't know but yeah. um but a point is is like he thinks he's done he thinks he's taken out everybody and again that upper platform where a couple dudes have swung in now there's like six guys up there and he's like Ah, oh, fuck it. And just like roundhouse kicks the uh, electrical box, sending the whole room dark. Yeah. And runs off and 
starts like you think he's like he does light one of his little tiny little uh as you call them pretzel stick cigars he has <laughs> right. these really thin little cigar things yep um and you're like oh i guess he's gonna do something to rig these fireworks to explode over time yes yeah, except that it cuts back <laughs> and he's nope. got two giant like it's not Triple just roman candles yeah they're, they're not just a single roman candle it's like a big bundle of roman candles <laughs> in either hand that he's light lighting yep with the cigar and it's like this is going to end poorly for everyone involved, <laughs> mm-hmm. except for the fact that this is a movie and nobody right. really. There probably wasn't a well-known record of fireworks factories exploding because. Oh, I'm sure there were. It was it only was rumors. There. Like there was no. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. There was at like least YouTube in China footage. There were. <laughs> but he's just Roman candling these guys, and they're diving out of the way, which starts setting off more and more and more and more fireworks, and then eventually he's like, "Fine, I'll leave." And. It's, it's fine. I'll leave. It's all superimposed firework <laughs> bullshit. Like there's little bits of fireworks going off, but you know they're superimposing like Fourth of July fireworks mm, on yes, top yeah, of this. Yeah, and um, <laughs> poorly, <laughs> poorly. Yes, and then he basically gets outside, and again, it's like there's a little bit of fireworks going off in the window, but they superimposed giant explosions right. here, and he's just like, "Well, my work's here done, is, is done." So. Yeah, he drops down like two stories, and then he merges out from behind some crates and just brushes himself off. And again, his suit jacket is fucked up, and he just goes ah, charming and. Mm-hmm goes about his business so that's bolt's catchphrase mm-hmm. officially yep. <laughs> i guess so uh yeah so is is it the next morning that he basically has to meet up with uh with bowler hat guy i think he doesn't he call him and that and he invites him to the bath place yeah because okay, yes. yeah because bowler yeah. guy gets gets a call and it's like yeah it's bolt uh, or oh no well, he, he ran into this little henchman guy from earlier mm-hmm. and, and that's that what australian he's, friend yeah and he was like yeah just tell him to meet me here yeah. you know the address okay bye and he, and he still had to do his car yes he does <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's it, it's just like this I, I, it's like a fancy ass rub and tug let's let's be honest here because it's like i mean seriously it's more, than, it's more than that if you're bolt <laughs> i'm just saying like it's yeah. it's a, it's a supposed to be a spa but i mean it's like they walk in and they're like would you like to enjoy the 1000 pleasures and it's like <laughs> I'm thinking at least 999 of them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got 999 pleasures and <laughs> a rub and tug is one of them. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm using lever 2000, so you're missing like <laughs> at least a thousand body parts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like it's really just Bolt trying to fuck with the the British dude who's mm-hmm. all posh and everything. Is Bolt's like whatever? This is awesome. I'm getting bathed by two ladies, and yeah. then there's a massage, and and British dude is just like there and like well i never yeah as they're like stripping his clothes off and stuff. he was like no i don't i'm here this on is business unnecessary unhand me yeah. <laughs> bully 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 <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so yeah it's it's just like the things that are happening to bolt are normal they're kind of doing the same things to the mm-hmm. british dude but they're comical because that guy is just uncomfortable yeah and also they've they've brought out this monster lady to to bathe him she's a sturdy woman she's she has a wide base <laughs> but she's just like, she's like picking net. this this guy's not small either and she's no. like picking him up and throwing him in the water and <laughs> yes. like just, yeah uh, my favorite part is like he's still wearing his bowler hat despite mm-hmm. wearing nothing else being bathed yeah. essentially yes and he's wearing she, the, the traditional bathing loincloth sure. of <laughs> this movie yeah but i like that the lady takes the hat puts it on her head and then takes the bucket of water and just dumps it on top of him yeah and then man handles him into the pool just right. hucks mm-hmm. him into the pool yeah now time to rinse I just, I just thought that was a funny touch just like here let me take your mm-hmm. hat and yeah psh, well yeah. you gotta protect that but, but yeah. yeah he he gives bolt some exposition mm-hmm. while they show they cut they show her rubbing Bolt's chest, and then the as the dude is talking, they just show a shot of the floor, 
and you see Bolt's towel hit the floor, yep. and then you see the bikini top hit the floor. Yep. But also Bolt, like as this guy is talking to him, is just paying less and less yeah. attention, and well, he's like, "Yeah, because yeah, uh-huh. now he's fucking." Sure. <laughs> right. Whatever, man. Because uh, uh, then the guy just, just like, stops entirely. Uh, Bolt. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And then they never speak of it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh oh, god! This is where things really get confusing because at this point it's kind of like hey there's ninjas <laughs> yeah yeah th- that's part of the exposition is basically like there's this you know there's always the ninja clan that you can hire who will assassinate anyone right. and they are the best of the best and you actually trained with them at some point mm-hmm. so i don't know why i need to explain this to you but <laughs> and they work for kumara yeah sure. i kept hearing Klamato the whole time so i don't know what his name is <laughs> Kumata. It's really like Kumata. Hukuna and Matata put together. <laughs> Kumata. Okay. But yeah, he's Kumata. Yeah. They're like, we don't know. Like, does he say we think that he's behind it, or is he just like, God, uh, might you might be able to find something out with him? It, it's the whole thing about there's tankers full of not nitrous oxide and another chemical that there's two tankers in the bay. Mm. One's filled with nitrous oxide, the other with American chemicals. And if these two freighters were to collide, it would destroy the entire city or something like that. Well, I and think it's supposed to be the nitrous and the oxide are separate. Maybe. I don't I, know. I don't know. They, but he keep, they keep saying it weird, like in yeah. ways that doesn't make sense. And you just keep saying the oxides. Um, but then he's just like, yeah, the whole island is nothing but a receptacle for chemicals. <laughs> um, but yeah, go see this Kumada guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's the chief villain. Maybe he just has information. Who knows? Yeah. But he's throwing a party on yeah. Chinese New Year. Yeah. Black tie. Why don't you go see him? Well, mm. he goes to his office first, doesn't he? He meets him in his office and they have a little chat first, right before the party. No, he, oh no, that's yeah. right. No, he meets him at the party. He, he's yeah, okay. introduced yeah, to him yeah, at the party. Yeah, he's right, like, right, I'll yeah. be there too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's it. he's like, come to my office. I want to talk to you. That's stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and while they're all standing around at the party, there's a lady. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And Bowler's just like, she's the most prized possession in Hong Kong. Actually, she's his most prized possession in Hong Kong. Huh? And Bolt's just looking at her like, I'm going to fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Not long after this, I'm going to have sex with that lady. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he goes and has a meeting with Kamada in his office, who's being cordial, but in the most evil way. He's <laughs> just like, so you had my money and now I'm going to tell you the story of the money. Details, details, details. Mm-hmm. I really, at this point, was going cross-eyed with why the money exists. Right. And again, <laughs> I was having a lot of trouble just yeah. caring. Well, yeah, I thought I had point. followed the followed the money, but <laughs> at this this was about the point that I just yeah. lost I, it. I, I, I was paying attention. Would Let's, you like I, an explanation? I would okay. love to know what the money so is about. they're still playing it off like it's fake money. Okay. And I eventually, he's just like, where's my money? And he's like, eh, I... It's fake. I I, mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna get taken with it, so I destroyed it. Right. Like he told he told Bowler Hat guy he, he spent, spent it. it. Mm-hmm. He he tells uh, Clamato that he's that he's uh <laughs> just destroyed it because he was being chased mm-hmm. by the police, and he was like, and he's like, oh, well, that's a shame. But hey, it's fake money, so whatever. I guess our business is done here. Bye. Yeah. He's like, well, wait a second. I never got paid. Um, and he's like, oh yeah, okay. Well, I, I'll think I, about it. I guess I'll think about that. And then he's points out that the next that the next day is Chinese New Year. Yeah. And or I guess they just say New Year, um, but uh, <laughs> but he's like and and Bolt impresses him because he's like there's there's a thing about all debts must be paid at, yeah. you know by the in time of the New full. Year and he's like oh yeah well you know you can pay me and then I I always pay my debts in full mm-hmm. and it's like dun, dun, dun. Yeah. and that's when they they separate for it now mm-hmm. and, well it's like come watch the demonstration outside yeah. it's time for the demonstration 
um, to which they go out and it's just, you know, some ninja shit. Yeah, just karate ninja demonstration <laughs> yeah. time. Generic which, what, ninja which shit. The one, the only one in red is Spider. 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 We love you, Spider. Step on Spider. <laughs> oh. And like they they keep Spider ease. <laughs> and he he fights with this dude, and then like all of a sudden, Spider like gets knocked to the ground, mm-hmm. and he throws two throwing stars at the dude that embed in the dude's staff. Yeah. So the dude was like, hey, spider. Yeah, and the dude just kind of was like, all right, I'm going to bow now, so <laughs> this fight's over. This is done. Yeah. I promise because, not to kill you. Yeah, because spider basically straight up attempted to murder this dude. Mm-hmm. Yes. For sport. Mm-hmm. For funsies. Yeah. Um, and then the leader of the clan is like, oh, you know, everything's great, but the best student I've had is here. It's Bolt. Right. And Bolt's like, yeah, that's me. Yeah, I guess, but I'm not interested in this. Yeah. Uh, the lady just left. I'm going to go with her (laughs) and then just cut to they have had the sex. Yeah, this is this is post coital. Yes, she's she's heard asleep. Well, she's still writhing in the. Well, yeah, she's she's dreaming of bolt. She's just (laughs) but writhing around in the bed. um, He goes and gets (laughs) her lipstick and you don't see what he does. But then Mm. he leaves and Kamada comes in and he's like. Did Bolt just fuck you? <laughs> and she rolls over and he sees that he has written something on her back in Chinese, mm-hmm. uh, to which he takes her over to the mirror and it's like it's, it says Happy New Year. <laughs> it's just the greatest middle finger fuck you I've ever seen in one of these things. <laughs> it's a pretty dick way to yeah. tell a dude you fucked his wife. Yes. You know, but he did wish him good tidings. So at least, (laughs) (laughs) like, is there? I wonder in Chinese if there's like a sarcastic font, and that's what he used. It's like Happy New Year. (laughs) It's the Comic Sans font. (laughs) Was in happy was in quotation marks. Um, I trained this rooster. He goes cockle doodle doo (laughs) in the morning. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, but it does not go well for her. Mm -hmm. Um, Kamada is angry. And throws her out. Yeah. Um, and Bolt, he, huh? he, <laughs> he goes, he just wanders around for a bit and mm-hmm. then just goes over to her place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- and she's, you know, this seems like uh, just a few hours later. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, oh, I didn't expect to see you back so soon. And he's how'd you like, find me? And he's just like, I, you know, I'm Bolt. I, I know things. And, and she's like, yeah, he threw me out and hit me. And he's very mean. Let's go have more sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, which they do, yeah. And then it's the next morning, and he's like, "Hey, good morning, fresh coffee, sweet. Why are you up so early?" And she's like, "Oh, you know." And he's like, I "Gotta oh, go do stuff." You're going back to him, aren't you? And she's just like, "Yeah." Yeah, she's like, "You don't leave." He's a very powerful man. Yeah, you may check out, but you'll never leave. Yeah, and I, at some point, Bolt has found out that Kamada was the one that killed. Uh, well, she Connie? just she offhandedly is like, you know, like they'd kill me just like they killed your friend Connie, and he yeah. has that like seventies movie, Durr! yeah, moment where it's like, I didn't know that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then it's just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder him, I'm gonna go murder him, and he has a conversation. He's having a meal somewhere, and Bowler Hat guy comes and he's like, What are you doing? Everyone, the police are looking for you, mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm gonna go kill Kamada, and I'm gonna blow up all his shit, <laughs> I'm gonna destroy all his chemicals. Yeah, and he's like, you, you, you probably need friends. Yeah, but but he refuses to work with him because he's a cop, basically. Mm-hmm. But he and then he, the cop refuses to work with Bolt because Bolt won't agree to his terms. Right. And so, he's like, you need friends, even crappy friends like me. Yeah. 
So he does provide him with a couple of henchmen, mm-hmm. a couple of bullet sponges, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's, whoever they are, they serve no real purpose except to drive Jeeps and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So he sneaks onto this island. Um, and Well, we did. Did we skip the part where he gets attacked at home? Because isn't there, there's the part where Spider comes for him and throws the star into the ceiling? Yeah. Oh, yeah, like right. A, he he went home at one point, and there was the, yeah. the there was one dude in the closet and another dude in another closet, mm-hmm. and he basically makes the one guy shoot the other guy. Well, one yeah. dude's like coming through the door, and I guess he had the chain oh. on the the super secret chain, so right. it, like he's just got gun oh, around man. the thing, and he, he just kicks that door onto that guy's arm. Yeah. Yeah. But hard guy hard. fires anyway and it just ends up yeah. shooting the dude in the but closet didn't even know it was there that's yeah. the best part about it it's yeah. just like it's the door falls open dude. and dude just falls out <laughs> full of bullets well we've seen these these are the two guys that were menacing him at yes. the airport yes. like the, it's a pair of guys that have been you know mm-hmm. yes. following him but this is another one of those fun film moments of uh, silencer on a revolver mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> all right good. okay yeah. it looks cool i'll go with it yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah he, he kills a bunch of dudes, tosses one, like kicks one out the window. Oh, fucking just launches that dude. With yeah, his and kick sends out the, the dummy down, and they keep the audio of the dummy hitting the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a soft. It, yeah, <laughs> sounds like tossing a pillow off a building. Yes. <laughs> Which really, come on, fully guy. Yeah, and then and then Spider chucks a star at him from like a level below. Yeah, and it embeds in the roof, and he's like, "Spider, come on, yeah. man, Same like, right. let's settle this like men." Right. Don't do this shit. Later on Chemical Island. Yeah. <laughs> not here. Not now. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Fast forward. Mm-hmm. Chemical Island. Yes. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Um, You're on Chemical Island. So, they, they like sneak through. It's like Thunderball. They sneak through a grate to get into this warehouse. And there's a German Shepherd to which he <laughs> he just <laughs> tranquilizes gun that dog to sleep. Mm-hmm. The dog's owner comes in and is like what's wrong with the dog and then also gets tranquilized um and then so they escape through this hatch and there's a jeep chase for a little bit sweet um, jeeps and he just starts chucking satchels satchel bombs out. at at all these you know towers towers I mean, which are supposed to be i guess they're supposed to be oil uh rigs i guess but it, it looks like they're just i mean in the film until they superimpose some fire on them or whatever they do they're just like communication towers yeah. or watchtowers or something. But but eventually he gets like all four or five of them going and it's a it's a goddamn inferno. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Everything's going up. Yeah. So then they drive back where they were before, wait for the fire trucks to go by. And then he, what he's fire. I'm not exactly sure what this gun is. BJ would probably know what this gun is that he's firing into the, the chemical tower or the. Oh, uh, it's a he's just got like an M16, but it has that. I don't know what I don't know what gun it is, but it's just got a rifle grenade on it. It's okay. basically a um, you fire what are basically blanks, but the projectile is okay. a grenade on a stick that you ram down the barrel. Well, he's just firing these into all the the pipes and the tubes and everything, and just all the chemicals are on fire. Mm-hmm. The whole island is just mm-hmm. <laughs> they're burning up <laughs> chemicals, which then cuts to like a night shot of Hong Kong, which then fades up into day. And we were expecting just the island to just be engulfed mm-hmm. in just chemical flames and everyone dead. But no, um, no, it's like the fire department shows up and, and they actually like wave them in to mm-hmm. where the fire is at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's this whole thing where there's like some kind of message where it's like, oh, he'll never get over the wall because we're watching him. And he takes out those dudes that say that mm-hmm. to which the wall is just there. And he hops over the wall and immediately it's like, 
oh, this is Kung Fu land. You you were just previously in chemical land. <laughs> you know, here is a monastery on the other side of this wall that's right. lush green grass yes. and, you know, statues and everything. And it's like, yeah, okay. And Spider's like, hey. Like, does, I mean, <laughs> doesn't remotely look like the area on the, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yes. Nothing like the side it's, on the other, other side of the fence. It's just a nice green area. And yeah, he's just like stalking through it and Spider's like standing there at, at, as he jumps over the fence. He's like, oh man, Spider, come on. I've had a long <laughs> night. Like, yeah. <laughs> really, that's like, almost literally what yeah. he says. He's just like, I've been through so much shit tonight. He's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Let's fight. So they have awkward fighting. Which you're never seeing contact made. It's all like first person karateing, which is awkward. Um, but that's just every fight in this mm-hmm. movie. But uh, eventually, he throws Spider back on this statue that uh, has a has an arrow sticking out of it, and then Spider has an arrow sticking out of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's nice enough to then pull him off of that and gently lay him down. Well, mm-hmm. they had their battle. He yes. won. He wanted to respectfully right. let him bleed yeah. out into the grass. Yeah. It's like okay, Spider, sleep now. Sleep. No. And then they had a fight. That man bolt won. Yeah, yes. And then Clamato comes out onto the onto the balcony, and he's like, "Oh well, I see Spider didn't do the job, so now it's my turn." Mm-hmm. And he's got a gun on him. Mm-hmm. Bolt's like, "Man, really?" Yeah. And while he as he's slowly pulling a throwing star out from, from Spider's, Spider's pouch. belt, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, he flings it into that guy's hand hand, which he's like, "Ha!" Yeah. But then, like you do, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, but then he's like, well, this isn't going to stop me. And then Lady shows up. And yeah, shoots on him the from floor like underneath below, him. Yeah. yeah, and shoots him. Shoots him dead. <laughs> and Bolt is pissed. Bolt's he's like, like, I had this under control. And she just kind of shrugs. It's just like, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. And and Bowler Hat and the other cops are suddenly there arresting <laughs> her. taking her away yeah. for While murder. While she's <laughs> screaming at them in Chinese. Yeah. And, and Bowler Hat's like, well, I can verify that my mother never did any of those things. <laughs> Um. Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, yeah. It's like, well, from there, Bolt goes back to he goes back a to the mall. airport. Yeah, he goes. It was the airport. airport. Yeah. yeah, he goes into the luggage store. Yeah, and <laughs> there's this briefcase at the bottom of a pile of other briefcases the briefcase for sale. Just been in the display. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Hey, man, came to get my briefcase. Here's some money for your trouble. <laughs> Bye." And then you know that's it. Gets mm-hmm. on a plane, goes home. I guess he's got most of the million dollars left. Yeah. 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 The end. Yeah. So he just, he went places and caused havoc wherever he went. And Mm -hmm. that's it. (laughs) Never made it to Mexico. No, he didn't. So it's a shame. Yeah. And also never made another movie, which is, I also feel like a shame. I feel like there should have been, I feel like Bolt should have been his, you know, his series. Mm -hmm. If there were two Cleopatra Jones movies, there, there should have been at least two Bolt movies. Right. A hundred percent agreed there. Yeah. And the second one should have been, you know, like, oh my God, it just went out of my head. Fuck, unmasking the idol and order, order the black, black order the black eagle. I could not. I was like, yeah, the second one needed to be yes, the, like oh yeah, that was pretty good. And the yeah. second one needed to be like holy fuck. Yeah. Well, the Cleopatra Jones movies were the same way. The second oh, one yeah, was it. just like they go to Hong Kong and it's just like, well, let's let's rake this up a notch. Let, man, <laughs> so man, that second one's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the end. This one, uh, music's great. Yeah, absolutely. He does not have a theme song per se, like no lyrics. Mm-mm. But there is some good funky black exploitation mm-hmm. soundtrack going his, on. He gets his stingers when he needs them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you like, if you like flutes, electric <laughs> electric guitars, harpsichords. And, yes, harpsichords, oh. and it's just the randomly all playing in the best way. That's the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I mean, it's it's so good. I was like, I wonder if this ever actually got released. Was this? Like, it did. It did. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've seen pictures of it. All right. So it's at least on vinyl. 
Okay. So, yeah. Someone at least has ripped it. I guarantee you there's a full file of it on YouTube. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I guess other, but, otherwise it's rating time. Yep. Yeah. I can go. Okay. All right. Uh, if I could give it two and a half jocks, I would, but I'm going to round up to three. Okay. Because there's enough satisfying stuff here, but man, the plot does not make a lick of sense by the end of it. I still don't even know like why anyone was doing anything if the money was actually real, which I guess it was because he's got it at the end, but it's just like, it's one of those like, I don't even know why anybody's doing this, but it's just kind of like this showcase for Fred Williamson to be cool mm-hmm. and do cool stuff. But the fight stuff doesn't work as much either, but there's a lot of fun in this movie. Uh, like it, there's just a lot of fun bits going on, but it feels long. It's like an hour and 45 minutes and it feels longer than that. Yeah. Cause there seems to be a lot of backtracking and a lot of just like, well, he goes guys telling each other stuff that they already know sort yeah. of thing. But he goes back to Hong Kong so soon in this, that it's the entire like second half of the film. And that should be like the final third, not the final half. Yeah. There should have been like one more location. Yeah. So. But I'm still, I think I'm going to go three jocks. And that's mostly on the power of Fred Williamson being cool. Yeah. Huh. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what what the whole end game for all of this was. I know some somehow a million dollars was trying to get shadily from one place to another. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. And it's... As opposed to Shaft, which is a pretty damn good movie mm-hmm. that happens to be, you know, happens to be part of this genre um, and be a predominantly black cast. Um, this is feeling a lot, somehow a little bit more like black exploitation. Um, not entirely. It, I think they're trying to just make a good movie, but this is, they're a lot more, I feel like, What's the word? I've just been out of words this week. Tropes? Um, yeah, I don't want to say tropes, but maybe not even something a little bit lighter than tropes. Okay. Um, just a lot of similar keys um, in this. It's it's not that great, um, but it's still, by virtue of its soundtrack and Fred Williamson, still pretty good. Um, we get a lot of fire, which <laughs> yeah. is good. Um, yeah, yeah. Dude's getting kicked into glass. That's pretty good. Um, a guy got broken over a uh, over a sink. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. I think I think I'm gonna have to give this one two jocks though. It's it's not bad, but you know it's not a it's not a heavy recommend. Yeah, I I liked it, but it I got way lost along the way several <laughs> times, and some of the pacing didn't really you know help me catch back up. I agree with your two jocks. That's kind of how I feel about it. This movie's fine. It's <laughs> it's not Chuck fine. It's it's a little bit better than that, right? It's entertaining. Um, it's it's just kind of breezy. It's just like it's not focused on its plot, even though there's a hell of a lot in it, plot wise. But it's just none of it ever clicks. Like like at no point was I ever like, oh, okay, that's what's mm-hmm. happening here. Just the whole time was just like he has a thing and people want it. It numbs you into not caring. Yeah, and it's just, it's, I, I kept waiting for some kind of twist, like, he works for the Treasury Department, or, you know, just something that would have explained something, but it's just, it's just a series of scenes 
with various bad guys in them or ladies and Fred Williamson deals with them either in a way you deal with ladies or a way you deal with bad guys and then they move on to the next bit. I'm okay with it. I think Fred Williamson is incredibly cool in this, although he never really gets any kind of signature dialogue or a moment where you're just like, oh, fuck yes, Fred Williamson. Mm-hmm. But I mean, just the whole overall vibe of it is is entertaining. Um, I I think the car chase is fine. I like this movie's weird obsession with shoots and, and conveyor belts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's oddly fun. Um, but it just seems like a big mess of things. And every time they introduce a cool new thing like, oh, here's a team of ninjas, that never comes up in any satisfying way. So... Yeah, two jocks. It's 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 watchable, it's breezy, it's entertaining, but it's not going to stick with you. It's mm-hmm. it's not one of those that you're going to think back and go, "Oh man, that." Uh the soundtrack is the star of this. Easily. No, Fred Williamson is the star. Soundtrack is the star. <gasps> I think you got right. something mixed up. <laughs> well, um I I must disagree slightly with all y'all, really. No, dissent is not uh, allowed. Cuz I actually really quite like this movie and um Yes, the soundtrack is awesome, but I, I feel the star is most definitely Fred Williamson um, and his reactions and things that he does. Um, and I and I really like it. I, I like this character. And like I said, I'm actually I'm genuinely upset that there is not another Bolt movie out there because mm-hmm. um, I feel like this was a good setup and we could have had an even better movie the next time. Strangely, I actually think I mostly followed the plot. Um, it's it gets a little convoluted, obviously, if you're questioning what happens but i i think it's your kind of standard cliche of they were like let's pay couriers to move our dirty money from one place to another and we'll just kill them rather even pay them the paltry sum that's like two percent of the the money that they're carrying right or whatever you know it's just typical bad guy like yeah we could just kill them and it's kind of like they hired bolt they and that's where they fucked up because they got you know they got a guy that was too good mm-hmm. that they, they couldn't just easily knock off why did they hire Bolt, though? He's like the baddest motherfucker in the valley. Well, apparently they didn't know. And maybe if there was a sequel, they'd be like, oh, shit, it's Bolt. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called. Don't, don't get it. Oh, shit, it's Bolt. I would 100% <laughs> 2017. Oh, shit, it's Bolt. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm going to give this movie four jocks. I actually really quite enjoyed this little movie. Um, there's just... There's a lot of really dumb little things that I, I really enjoyed that kept me even when like I felt like I think the biggest pacing thing is the the time when he meets up with the the Asian lady the second time mm-hmm. like when he um when he goes to her house that that is a really weird point of the movie for that scene to happen because um, it felt like at that point they were you know he had confronted the bad guy and we were on a trajectory to get to the mm-hmm. end game yeah. and like that scene kind of comes and kills the momentum but like other than that I I feel like that's the only scene that was just like. Oh, that was out of place. And if you were going to introduce this character and have this thing and have them meet several times, the first time should have been earlier. And this mm-hmm. should have happened a, you know, a little bit earlier still in the movie. But I guess the fact that she was tied to Clamato means means that we had to meet him <laughs> and everything first. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like the, all the all the conveyor belt stuff, I, I think is hilarious. Yeah. And, and I don't know. Like I said, there's just there's. There's nothing like not one thing I can point to and say like that's awesome. To me, it was just a collection of little things. I went, that's really good, you know. And it somehow I think adds up to four jocks in my head. So, all okay. right, you're allowed to like it. Okay, I guess we all liked it. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah. So, let's take a break. Yeah.
All right, welcome back. Hey, hey. second half. Woo. Second half. Yeah, half, half number two. segundo, <laughs> or something. I don't know. Half numero do. Second half in Portuguese. <laughs> Correct. Portuguese second half. Correct. Yes, Portuguese second half. Yeah, they'll know what you mean if you go to Portugal and say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm the only one that watched any movies. Oh. Uh, you might be right. Yeah, probably. Uh, I'll start with the newest one. I watched Jason Bourne, which is the fifth movie in the Bourne series. Right. Really? Of which I have seen all of them now. All right. That's definitely a Jason Bourne movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. it It's almost like a... It's one of those reboot sequels, almost, it feels like, mm-hmm. where it's kind of like, we're going to remake one of these movies and just kind of... Oh, so it's like but, The Force Awakens. Make, yeah, kind of. But it's like, we're going to make it a sequel, though. And they basically remake the second one. Oh, that's, well, that's, that's the one you want to remake? strange. Yeah. It, it's a little... But, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. And, I mean, yes, there are some good action scenes, but it's also paul greengrass so you're not gonna be able to tell what's going on for a lot of them um he seems to have calmed down a bit since obviously since uh born supremacy which was just like the height of you know let's make this incomprehensible because that car chase (laughs) at the end of born supremacy should be one for all time Mm -hmm. because there's some fucking awesome stuff in there but the way he films it makes it just terrible not terrible i shouldn't say terrible but just makes it so incomprehensible that you can't tell what's going on, but they definitely try to one up that. And it actually goes to Vegas, much like tonight's movie. Um, <laughs> cool. And there is a pretty fucking sweet car chase through down, basically down the Vegas strip in that movie, which I really, that is a lot of fun, but it's kind of like, it's one of those movies that just feels like it's going through the motions. It feels like a sequel. that's just like, yep, we've kind of done this shit before. And we know this is kind of what you want to see, and yeah, we're just doing more of it. Hmm. Born's back, and he's just like superhumanly prepared for everything that can ever happen, and that's all right, I guess. But I mean, nobody like there's nobody. My favorite part of the Born movies is always when the dudes in the CIA control center or whatever, like, oh my god, that's Jason Bourne. Like, <laughs> like the guy has like the hype man freak out moment. Right. They're like, oh, we're fucked. It's Jason Bourne, <laughs> and nobody does this in this movie. Like, oh, Bourne, hmm. I guess oh. we should take care of that, you know? And it's like, ah, come on, Tommy Lee Jones, get into it more. Wait, Tommy Lee Jones is in it? Yes. Oh. Yeah, he's he's the the head CIA guy who's like, we got to take care of Bourne. And uh, Vincent, not, Vincent Castle- Cooper anymore? Or? No, they don't acknowledge any of that. Like, Oh. They acknowledge Julia Stiles and Jason Bourne and nobody else okay. from any of the other ones. And like the Jeremy Renner stuff, they're like, yeah, we think, no, no. No, no, uh-uh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the chick from Ex Machina, Alicia Vikander, is kind of like the second in command trying mm. to hunt him down. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's all right, but it's just kind of, it's just kind of like, you know what you're getting with these. There's going to, there's, everyone's going to be deadly serious. There's no jokes ever. Bourne's going to punch dudes in the throat and get in good fights and, you know have some good car chases and then it's going to be over and they're going to play a Moby song at the end. <laughs> and yeah. So it, it just, it's kind of, it's just, if you're going to bring something back after this many years, have a reason for it. And the reason for this one kind of makes the behavior of the people in the other ones seem dumb. 
You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't know, like Star Wars. We know that he didn't plan for Leia to be his sister or he wouldn't have kissed her. Right. You know, they wouldn't have had that whole like romantic thing going on, Mm -hmm. you know, so it kind of makes it, you go back on it later and you're like, huh, that's kind of creepy. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing where it's like, people shouldn't be behaving this way if they know the stuff that Jason Bourne just found out, you know, that sort of thing where it's like, well, well, no, no, you guys are just, it, it, it's dumb. But as an action movie, it's all right. <laughs> I also watched a couple crappy comedies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw We're the Millers on Comedy Central and then saw um, Cop Out on Comedy Central. Oh, man. <laughs> We're the Millers is better than Cop Out because Cop Out's fucking shit. Yes. Cop Out is garbage. Cop Out is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Aside from like Tracy Morgan having some good freakouts. Aside from that, that's bad. We're yep. the Millers is one of those that's just like, all right. Like, it's one of those movies that almost feels like, it, like, it's the guy, it's the guy who made Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. So much like that movie, the stuff that I enjoyed most was like the total side, dumb background stuff, like where they have the orca whale just eating a shark in the background of Ed Helms's lair. <laughs> right. And like, nobody even acknowledges that part until one dude's like, wait, th- is that a fucking Shamu? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, man. You know, and, and like when they go down to the drug house and the lady brings them a get the, like the the drug Lord's mother brings him a gift and mm-hmm. the guy's like, no, I don't need it. And he's like, you take my mother's, gift. you know, <laughs> like little things like that are funny, but like the actual scripted stuff kind of was. Yeah. And of course it has the, my favorite trope, the stripper who never takes her clothes off thing, which is like always good. It's like, it's, write this, write something else. Don't, you don't have to make the character a stripper if yeah. they're not going to do nudity. I'm sorry, but it's just a dumb, dumb trope. I think the worst thing about that movie. And I think Harlow and I talked about it whenever we talked about this movie mm-hmm. years ago um, is that you've got kind of two leads that seem like they hate comedy. Like Jason Sudeikis <laughs> absolutely seems like he can't be bothered to be funny. He it's like, he is funny. It's like that Chevy chase thing. It was like, mm-hmm. I'm so far above this, but I'll do it anyway. Cause that's how I'm earning a living. Jason Sudeikis just seems like a joyless human being. I didn't mind him. Jeff Aniston, however, did not seem yeah. like and especially like when they do the the friends thing in the outtakes at the end she mm-hmm. looks like fuck oh yeah all these people the outtakes ever the outtakes was the thing where it's like really like you could tell these people just fucking hated each other making yeah. this movie and yeah. it was just like well that's no fun <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know what happened to jason sudeikis like i mean you watch his uh thing on saturday Night live especially uh the the talk show thing with yes. the dancing. What's up with that? Yeah, yeah, what up with that? Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, his jumping, like, <laughs> that was a man that enjoyed his fucking job. Like, yeah. Jumping in. That's pure know, joy. Doing yes. the running man, yeah. I mean, and the big, goofy, shitting I grin think, on his I face. think he kind of got into this position of like, well, I'm the sarcastic guy who has to be like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, kind of like, that's what they want him for now. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's on the, pro- I know he's one of the producers, but. Um, he's on, he was on the premiere of Detroiters and he's doing the same thing mm-hmm. where he's just like, yeah, okay, whatever guys, you know, that sort of shit. Yeah. And I, maybe he's just typecast that way. I don't know. Yeah. But he just seems angry that he's being funny. It's, it's just a weird, I can't explain it. He just seems like he just doesn't want to be there. I don't quite get that, but it feels like he's trying to be too dry with his humor almost. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. There's another one of those, isn't there? Aren't they making another one? What's that? We're the Millers too. Oh, really? I think Why? so. I think so. There's no point. I think I saw some <laughs> something about that. Um, yeah. I will say Nick Offerman is always great. Yes. 
he's a lot of fun in that movie too. But oh yeah, oh my with god, Ka- and Catherine Catherine Hans. Yeah, I totally wife. forgot. Yeah, it's been yeah. long enough that I forgot they were even part of that. Yeah, so that's one of those movies that like has bits that are good, but just as the whole, it's like yeah. eh, just end. Hmm. So anyway, you guys want some emails? Yes, Very emails much. are good. Since I like there's emails. An email I'm looking forward to us answering. Actually, I'm saving oh. that one for last. But all yes. right, all right, uh, all right. First one up is from Sean. Sean, who, who has Banffcast extra Shaw Brothers recommendations? Hey, cool. Sean's got Shaw stuff. <laughs> it says, dear BMFers, I'm really enjoying the new Patreon episodes. I have seen only a handful of Shaw Brothers films, but I'm always looking for new kung fu movies to enjoy. I'd recommend the 36 Chamber of Shaolin and One-Armed Swordsman, but I assume those are already on your list since they're classics of the genre. You're correct. Uh, (laughs) Heroes of the East and Five Element Ninjas are not as well known, but I really like them. Both movies are about the complex and contentious relationship between China and Japan, but Heroes is more of a comedy of manners, while Ninjas is brutal, bloody, and surreal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're hitting all my keywords, buddy. (laughs) Um, I've not seen Legendary Weapons of China, but I've heard really good things about it. It's a martial arts movie in every sense of the word, since the entire plot revolves around teachers from different schools clashing with one another. I have not seen Dirty Ho, but I like the title. Thanks for the extras, Sean. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Yeah, there's some good titles that are kind of hard to find. I, I think so far the one that's come up in research that doesn't seem to exist is a one called Disco Bumpkins, which there's no information about it. Disco except the, Bumpkins. But that's the title. and it's, it's like, I want to see Disco Bumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> kind of do yeah <laughs> so i don't know if it's really real or not or if it's just someone making up shit on wikipedia but oh, man yeah i like it yeah but yeah those will go on the list of consideration there's a lot of these out there so yeah but I, i'd say those first two are yeah they were pretty much guaranteed yeah mm-hmm. so yeah thanks thanks sean sean uh pete pete's our next email Tells this one, Movie Memories. Aww. It says, Hail Banffcast. This, Hail. This is Pete from the sleepy west of the woody east after a long hiatus. Story. <laughs> BJ. Yes? <laughs> you you <laughs> mentioned getting a girlfriend because of Starship Troopers, which brought me back my own memory of getting a girlfriend because of Starship Troopers. Yeah. Though, though in a much different way. Uh-oh. I'm in college and I'm hanging out in a friend's room playing Diablo, the original. This <laughs> is in the past, by the way. This is oh. not like right now. Okay. He's... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Playing Diablo, the original, my friend, one of the room's occupants, has been having trouble with his girlfriend and is planning on taking her out for dinner to smooth things over. In the meantime, he goes out to watch Starship Troopers' early show. I'm playing, clicking away, murdering demons, etc. The absent friend literally explodes back into the room and grabs every willing guy around, not me, I hadn't gotten to play Diablo in several days, I wasn't wasting the chance, and says something along the lines of, This is the greatest movie of all time. I'm going to watch it again right now. Come with me. And after a sudden bronado of action. (laughs) I'm once again left alone. 30 minutes later, his girlfriend, anticipating their makeup date, walks in and asks me if I've seen him. Cue the very painful, uh, well, I'm a terrible liar. And I try to tell her as nicely as possible what happened, then try to become one with the game to avoid the embarrassment. The non-demon killing part of me hears a sniffle and sounds the oh no crying girl imminent klaxon <laughs> so i save my game and say i was going out for chinese anyway want to come along no i wasn't trying to get anywhere with her but after their relationship rightfully ended she kind of snagged me it took a couple of sledgehammer subtle clues for me to realize it 
By the way, don't issue any bro code tickets. We were nerds. Nerd bro code is much more forgiving for female opportunity as there is so much less of it. So question, <laughs> are there any movies that have any integral part of your past? Any that were the linchpin of a whole set of events? Has there ever been a movie that you later realized cost you an opportunity? Splash and earn, Pete out, sent from the tunnels under the surface of Pluto. Well, first of all, he fucked up in a major yeah. way. You're your roommate um and if if the relationship dissolved without your direct interference then then mm -hmm. don't feel bad you yeah you were just there that's all <laughs> um i'm trying to think of any movies that had like a huge impact on a on a relationship in any way like i don't well, i think it's it means anything I, I think that was more of a general like life thing not mm -hmm. necessarily just relationships like wasn't it? No, I don't know. I guess. Mackie, you have the email right there to yeah direct us. But he was just saying, "Hey, any life events? Did you miss out on something because you went to oh, see a movie? Sure. Did did seeing some movie set a certain chain of events into yes. action? Was a movie your sliding doors moment? Also, a movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Okay. Well, I know I got super laid after we went to see two zero four six at the uh, art museum. <laughs> super laid. Super laid. <laughs> it, that movie's like an aphrodisiac, but anyway. All right. um, but it's, it's Kong work-wise, of course it's going to be. Uh, and then uh, that girl, one of the biggest things that led to the subsequent breakup, of course, was her spoiling prestige in the middle of the movie and me going, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, not even in the middle of the movie, 10 minutes into the movie, but I've told that story plenty of times. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and that was one of the the last straws of that one. But yeah, otherwise, like, I mean, it's, I mean, if you want to talk about weird sort of linchpin movies, I think we, we'd have to mention Snakes on a Plane for you and I. Yeah. We didn't even know each other and we were at the exact same showing, mm -hmm. which kind of more leads into like a snowball effect. I think of like converging ideas, like, yeah. or, you know, outlook on movie because mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, we were probably, I don't know. I mean, I've always been more, I think more forgiving for the bad movies, but you yeah. know, you said you were kind of film snobby towards the early part of the 2000s. Yeah. Well, late nineties, especially and, or yeah, early two thousands. I was like, I need to watch everything in the criterion collection and sure. you know, AFI's top hundred movies ever and all that stuff. Oh yeah. And, I still have that project to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, yeah I abandoned that one yeah, yeah. long ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, your um, year of movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Dunk that one. Well, no, sadly, like, like any the, other project, I've the, put my the main linchpin. We've said it before. The main linchpin for Banffcast existing is not a movie; it's a video game. <laughs> It'd be Rock Band, the original mm. Rock Band. That's, yeah, that's yeah. why we are here. The sad, sad but true. Which is like a music documentary. Sure, sure. Yeah, we're gonna call it that for relevance's sake. Um, I don't think I have any other like interesting movies did or affected something moments. Like at all, I can't think of like any. I mean, there are, like I have a lot, a lot of good memories associated with movies oh, yeah, and yeah, some yeah, bad yeah. ones, yeah. but nothing like weirdly, nothing like set anything into any sort of like, motion. Even that Starship Troopers thing, like we made out a lot, but it wasn't really a relationship kind of thing. It wasn't a big fucking deal. Um, it, it wasn't even a fucking deal at all, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> It was a making out deal. That's all. Pretty much all that was. Um, 
but I can't think of anything that was like a huge life event that that surrounds a movie, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I would think that there would be one or two that that would be applicable, but I can't can't think of it. Yeah, life's weird like that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I, so I don't weird. have that moment of like my sister was dying of cancer, but I thought I had time to see a movie, and then. <laughs> You know, I got out of the credits and looked down at my pager. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't, there's nothing like that. I mean, there was this one time I was having a conversation and I was like, uh, you said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? And I was like, yeah, I, I recall the film. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Manchester by the Sea. Oh, I don't think it was. No. Oh. I mean, I said, I, what about the weekend at Bernie's? Oh, okay. You know, I mean, I went on a first date that where we saw Joe versus the volcano and we never had a second date that. I will not blame the movie for that because even though she didn't like the movie and I did and I'm right, <laughs> she's not. Um, I don't think that was the reason we didn't have a second date. Mm-hmm. I think it was because we were in the ninth grade. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be it. Yeah, and you were Chuck? Yeah, that too. Yeah. I mm-hmm. tend to be me in most situations. There was, there was something that should have sent me like signals with a, with a movie date, which was the girl that I... Uh, went to see Titanic with. Mm-hmm. Um, it was her fourth time seeing Titanic, and she would see Titanic a total of 11 times in theaters. And that should have been a warning bell to not even think about that girl. Mm. She was a little bit... I don't want to say she was crazy, but she was a little bit too much for me in, okay, in she's some a handful. ways. Yeah. All right. I know what you mean. <laughs> okay. Well, there's some fun stories. <laughs> sure, yeah. I got nothing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, we have a voicemail. Hey, Fantastic. It's Scott from Seattle here. I just wanted to call and tell everyone that uh, there's a very good way they can rob you. And it's very simple. By joining your Patreon and donating just a dollar a month, they can get a whole load of extra content, including pretty much entirely new episodes, although many of them don't feature everybody's fave BJ, but... You know, I think that's a uh, price we're all willing to pay. Uh, I love the Amityville series. It was real fun. Uh, it turns out that every time I thought I'd been thinking about Poltergeist for the last 20 years, I was actually thinking of Amityville, so I went and gave Poltergeist a second shot. Great movie. Thanks, Chuck, for correcting me on that. And I'm glad you guys are doing a uh, – well, you're doing Shaw Brothers, not martial arts specifically. Shaw Brothers had a lot of good stuff, a lot of terrible stuff. I believe I mentioned – Probably two years ago at this point, I sent y'all in a uh, recommendation for a co-production between Hammer Films and Shaw Brothers. So uh, I'll try and dig up what movie that was. But aside from that, there's uh, the one-armed swordsman who eventually became the one-armed boxer. And uh, they're basically the same character. The one-armed boxer was in Master of the Flying Guillotine. And I think the one-armed swordsman showed up in Zatoichi. Oh, that one's good. Return to the 36th Chamber and the 30, enter the 36th Chamber. Excellent. Probably shouldn't have them on your show. Uh, Five Deadly Venoms, also excellent. Probably shouldn't have on your show, but you should definitely check these out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not a Shaw Brothers production, but maybe one of these days for a regular-ass BAMFCAST episode, Duel to the Death, which is a fucking amazing uh, Hong Kong action film about mainland China and Japan. Uh, routinely sending their best warriors to fight each other every like 150 years, whatever. But it's great because Hong Kong didn't really care for either country, and so it doesn't have a dog in that fight. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, keep up the good work, and uh, I hope nobody finds out how easy it is to rob you just by paying you a dollar a month. Scott out. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Scott's actually in the chat right now and said that the movie he was thinking of is Dracula and the Seven Brothers and Their One Sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fantastic title. It really is. It abbreviates well, too. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. D-S-B-A-T-O-S. Desbatos. Ooh, Desbatos. Desbatos. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to that one. Yeah. Sounds like a, you know. Thanks for the Patreon plug. There's more new stuff coming. Yes. Mo. We kind of announced some of it on the live stream, but we'll talk more about all of it next week. Yes. I'm going to start a YouTube review series of YouTube series. Mm. Oh. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to re- review YouTube channels. Okay. And promise uh, you nine videos a day if you subscribe at the $100 level of our Patreon. Just be careful. I, Someone might do that. I can't wait. <laughs> no. Huh. So, yeah. Well, thanks. Um, uh, Shaw Brothers, I, I suspect that one's going to be going on for a while. Probably a while, yeah. Yeah, I think so. We have we have a the next one we're doing is one of the bigger ones. Yes. I when you're saying don't do it on the show, that we don't there could be good movies on Bamfcast Extra. We're not calling anything we do good or bad what's to be judged when we watched it. Right. Mm-hmm. Watch it's just it. supplemental material. Yeah. yeah. So, we've we've done admittedly good movies already. Yes. And some admittedly bad movies. Yes. Hard bodies is great. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Also disagreements. <laughs> there were a couple of disagreements. There were some disagreements. Much every summer movie series. Every was. comedy you guys reviewed. <laughs> yeah, I liked him. He did not. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. All right. Uh, last one we got tonight mm-hmm. is from Olina. And the title of this is Publicly Speaking. It says, mm-hmm. Dearest Banffcast, as you're now aware, I have a new position. A few weeks before being fired, I had interviewed for a company translating film and TV scripts, creating subtitles, and providing continuity between languages. While this is a grand opportunity for persons of my skills and love of film, I have one drawback you gentlemen might help me with. My company provides dubs, and I'm expected to voice some of the harder languages. It would seem easy to speak into a microphone, but not so. I'm acutely aware of my Icelandic accent and have no voice training, which doesn't seem important to my employer. They're happy to discover someone who can speak Farsi and Cantonese. You all sound comfortable and easy behind your microphones. How did that come to pass? BJ has done some acting recently. Did it come naturally? I've done public speaking as a teacher, but this is different. My students were in classes of 10 and most I already knew. Any advice to calm my nerves? Crash and burn, Olina, sent from my second viewing of the Puppy Bowl, which should be exported everywhere immediately. <laughs> yeah, Puppy Bowl was pretty good this year. Yeah. Um, uh, what I can say is listen to the first couple episodes of the Banff cast. I was about to say the exact same <laughs> yep. thing. And uh, then compare them with the recent episodes, and you'll hear that the answer really is practice. Yeah. Um, just do it and 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 do it some more. Um, when you're reading from a script type thing, the important thing is to know it and know it well. So mm-hmm. read it and practice it before you uh, before you start doing takes. Know your subject well, and you will present it well. Is, mm-hmm. is basically what it is. Um, yeah, and my advice, which sounds weird because of how I read a lot of those emails, but speak just a little bit slower and a little bit louder than you expect to. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it really, it'll change how you project into the microphone. Because I, I think about like when we first started and 
we'd trail off sentences a lot where we'd kind of be talking and then we'd be like, yeah, that's cool. And, you know, and you'd end a sentence when it would just kind of fade out. And that doesn't work, <laughs> especially yeah. when you're reading a script. It's a lot easier to not do that when you're reading a script, obviously. But yeah. And that point about slowing down is something that, that I always forget. Um, and whenever I've done reads for, you know, for any other voice work type stuff, I've had to be reminded to slow down because I start just reading through it yeah. like I'm like I'm just reading through it and mm -hmm. you're basically at that point you're basically acting so um, slow down speak up mm -hmm. practice yeah I, but really it's practice I, I I still don't think I'm any good at it so you know and I I used to read through the, all the emails a few times before doing it like like you said practice up mm -hmm. and I don't do that as often now and I I've noticed that I, I bumble through words sometimes because then I'll suddenly be like, ah, and I'm assuming you're writing the, uh, the translations for them, which would help. You would be familiar with what you're about to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause it's, it's easy to transpose words also when you're going too fast. So. Yeah. And, it, and it, uh, just a side point, if you're worried about your accent, watch a couple of other dubs. No, nobody seems to give a shit. Like, yeah. How many early Jackie Chan movies? He's a little British schoolboy. Yep. I mean, it never really bothered me. I never, I mean, it's funny, mm -hmm. but it's not like, you know, to me, uh, uh, and I'm not trying to like lessen the idea of the dub or, or your, your contribution therein, but generally speaking, a dub is considered the lazy way to watch a movie in a foreign language, you know, so therefore getting a little like added comedy or something that maybe takes you out of the element of like that voice shouldn't be coming from that person kind of just adds to the, some to, to a lot of people can kind of add to the thing that they actually like about dubs. That's yeah. the mm -hmm. crazy thing. And I, I mean, mean, you, I don't know if you're, I don't know if you're doing these in English or if you're, or you know, sounds like Farsi and Farsi. Farsi and Cantonese. Well, maybe she's translating oh, from mm -hmm. Farsi and Cantonese oh. into English. Um, I'm not sure which, but, um, you can you can eventually also with practice you know overcome your accent to some extent. Um, I I'm gonna fuck up her her last name, but Simone Geertz, um, the Queen of Shitty Robots. Uh, you may have seen her on Tested or um, YouTube stuff. She was on a couple late night shows as well. Um, she is from Earth. Ericsson, wherever Ericsson is. Ericsson Sony like mobile phones. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that be. North, Finland is where Nokia is from, right? Something like that. Anyway, um, she she Swedish, I think. Okay, sure. she's, I think she's Swedish, um, but she Scandinavian, right? Scandinavia. She normally her normal speaking voice is very heavily accented, but she practices her American quote unquote American accent, and with practice, she'll get good at it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would just say start reading things and recording it. Just, just because, like, like we were saying about the show, like, go back and listen to one of the first season of Thirty One Horror Movies in Thirty One Days, and then listen to one of season nine. It's night and day. Like when I first started, I was not doing any kind of inflection in my voice. Yeah. yeah. And I go back now and listen to it, and just I'm just like, dear God, I'm I've been so tempted so many times to pull them down because it's like I don't. I don't speak like that anymore mm -hmm. in front of a mic. That's why I, I was so happy when like we got started getting so many episodes that at least episode one would go away. Yeah. 
like off the feed. Oh, right. I'm just like, please, <laughs> yeah. let's not have this exist anymore. Yeah, because people are going to start there and go, oh, these guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. But um, but just by like doing, by like by uh, reading out loud and then recording it and then listening to it back a few times and then kind of toying around with it in an editing process, I was able to figure out exactly... I, I still don't think I'm great at it, but I, I figured out like where to emphasize and you know how to make it sound more professional and stuff like that. It's just listen to yourself and it's going to drive you crazy to listen to yourself because most mm-hmm. people don't like to listen to themselves, but that's what you just have to do. Just record yourself, listen to it, think about what you would have done differently. And the next time don't do the same recording, but implement that the next time you record something and then just start keeping all this stuff in mind. So, yeah. Yeah. One thing I'll say, it's a, it's, it's a little weird just because, um, the way we started and you know we didn't get a, like a ton of fanfare early on we just kind of kept plotting still along haven't and doing a lot of fanfare. <laughs> well you know what i mean it's just like it we were kind of like screaming into an echo chamber it was just like you know it we weren't getting a lot of feedback so most of our feedback was internal like i'd edit and be like all right you're saying um every other word or know what i mean or you know what, mm-hmm. whatever they call that there's there's a word for that like crutches crutch, should, yeah crutch yeah. words yeah and vocal ticks yeah so i i'd kind of just point those out and listening and, and like and try to listen for my own as well like things i was doing wrong it's just that's one of the best things you can do is everyone says i hate listening to myself recorded but that's the only way you're going to learn to correct mm-hmm. your mistakes or, or do something different um but and i said the thing about the echo chamber because it's for what you're doing you're probably never going to hear back from anyone that watches your thing just because you're throwing it out there to another country, to a, a small market therein in that country, you're, mm-hmm. you're you're probably never getting getting any feedback, and that that could be really good because it, it not hearing anything negative, which is everybody's want to do on the internet, helps you just be like fuck it, I'm I, I'm I'm getting better because I'm listening to myself and I know where I started to what I'm doing now, and you're not getting that asshole just comes along and like swoops in and like you're fucking terrible, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like well thanks, what what have you done, yeah. you yeah. know, kind of thing, you know. So yeah, yeah, because that was the kind of feedback I would get. It, it, it was like, I, I, okay, I'm not saying this to be full of myself, but like when I would get comments, it was always like entertaining. This is good and everything, mm-hmm. and no one was ever saying anything like, "Why don't you try slowing down? Why don't you not say this every so often? Here's mm-hmm. your crutch. Here's your t-. that." Just never happened. Like the negative feedback was always like, "This guy fucking sucks. Why is he talking over the movie?" You know, show me the upload full movie, asshole. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. So <laughs> it's. You, you can't necessarily rely on that unless you are specifically giving it to someone and saying critique this. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, unless you like do voice work for a persona game, you're never going to hear from anyone who watches it and goes, oh, well, maybe they could slow down a bit or mm-hmm. but I'm thinking this kind of job would have a producer or something yeah, probably, who's yeah. probably going to be there to give you feedback. And that's I always wish I kind of had that of uh, someone to listen to what mm-hmm. I'm doing. It, being like everything is bad. Because you will just bully through everything just to get it done and just to get it out. Um, no. Well, and you, you know, you're talking to yourself, yes. basically doing these. Yeah. What we do here is a lot easier because it becomes conversations and mm-hmm. stuff. Because I know recording, recording my own, you know, when you're recording your own thing, you can be in a room by yourself going, what am I doing? Yeah. You know, and you have to kind of treat it like a one-sided conversation, which... Yep is difficult. I mean, even sometimes when I talk about a movie and I get really into it and you guys are just kind of like, yep, you're listening and you're nodding, but you're not like responding right away. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get caught up in your own head and be like, fuck, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I still talking to myself? 
And, so, and all those videos, I'm reading from a script, but what I do after I write the script is read it out loud three or four times and change it so it sounds more conversational. Mm-hmm. So it's it's written in the way that I speak because that's more natural when you say it. Mm-hmm. So there there's a difference between what you write and what you say, and you've got to find like the happy medium between those and just make it sound like a natural flowing conversation, even if it's just you talking to nothing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, Olino is following along in the live stream and, and posting a little bit in the chat. Um, and you say you're you're soft spoken. Um, sit up straight and speak to the back of the room. Um, well, maybe not not stage speaking. Not but, stage yeah. speaking, but if you're used to if you're used to teaching, mm-hmm. talk to the kids in the back of the class. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, like in Sister Act, use your diaphragm. Ah, get it out there, you know. Yep. Um, but posture is actually really, really good, uh, really important for um, for making sure that you're, you know, making sure that your voice flows as best uh, as best as possible. Now we all kind of slouch in our chairs here, but we're not, you know, we're not shooting for the moon as far as you know quality voiceovers goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but those things will help and and help get you, you know, in the in the right frame at least for. Uh, putting your voice to work best. Mm-hmm. And worst case, there's a couple of good books. I mean, if you're serious about like actually wanting to do quote unquote voice acting, there there are some good books to be read. Um, the only one that comes and it sounds like it's like training you to get a job, but I, I think they were just going for a clever title. It's like there's money where your mouth is, mm-hmm. and uh, that that's a good one. Um, and there's another one too, and I cannot. It's got a much more boring like. Voice acting for professionals title, something like that. It's like <laughs> I think it might be voice dummies. acting for yeah. professionals. It's like yeah. it's it's really it's like the most boring title, but it's actually like a good read. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. 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 And have fun. Yeah. Like seriously, it we're making it sound like more complicated than it is, but just But there's a lot if you're I mean, if you're having fun with it, you're gonna do better at it. Yeah. I mean it, it's it's also it's it's also like balancing, you know, what your producer wants out of a professional situation. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but do like, do hopefully, you know, try to enjoy it at least. Like, I guess in my head, have fun with it. It's like, we, you know, kind of crazy, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, but I, I just mean like, if you're dreading it, you're not going to do well. Just give in and have fun with it. That's my advice. Uh, that's it. I so guess. Yeah. speaking of having fun. Yeah. People can have fun and write into us <laughs> and contact us in various ways. How would they do that, BJ? You can't do you spell mean... correspondence without a spondence. Yeah. <laughs> I don't without know. Without the core. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you want me to give out contact information? Is that what I'm kind of gleaning from this? Yes. Oh, cool. I think I that, that would be fun. Well, there's the website, which is bmfcast.com. And there's also the email address, which is bmf at bmfcast.com. An additional mm-hmm. way that you can get in contact with us is leaving a voicemail on the Garfield hotline, 9105-JUX-BMF or 910-556-9263. And hey, may Olina, maybe you could get over your fear of speaking in public by calling the Garfield phone hotline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They call it practice. We can put you on the internet. We sure can. Post haste. We have the technology. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yup. All right. We done. Yeah, let's get out of here, shall we? I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Out. Goodbye.